Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We're your hosts. My name's Chris Alvick. And I'm Connor Thompson. Today is episode 21. We are doing May 20th through 26th in the year 1993. Jumping right in. May 20th. A lot going on this week. An estimated 93 million people tuned in for the 274th and final episode of Cheers on NBC TV. It's crazy. Also today, Seinfeld's season 4 finale expanded to 60 minutes. That happened, and we're talking about it later. Oh yeah. Also, 93 million people. That's like a third of the U.S. population almost. Yeah, that's nuts. Last story for the day. Stanford's new provost is first woman black to hold position. That's offside. A political science professor who was a White House special assistant to President Bush on Soviet affairs has been named second in command of Stanford University. Condoleezza Rice, then aged 38, became provost at Stanford on September 1st. Her appointment by Stanford President Gerard Casper marks the first time that a woman, an African-American, or someone so young will hold such a high position at the prestigious 13,900 student campus, a Stanford spokeswoman said Wednesday. Good job, Condi. So obviously, this was before she became Secretary of State. Also, they really made a point to discuss that she's black. Just using the word black. Like, first woman, black, to hold position. We're probably focusing on this too much. Yeah, probably. Let's move on to May 21st. Clinton signs motor voter law making registration easier. President Clinton signed into law Thursday a landmark measure requiring states to ease voting registration, ending a hard-fought battle by Democrats and advocates for young, disabled, and minority Americans. In my notes for this, I literally have five lines of ha 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 followed by a sad face. Oh, man. Do you remember when America used to care about voters? Yeah, that's it for that day. Um, Once upon a time, people worked to make voting easier for people. What a beautiful decade. May 22nd, Saved by the Bell broadcasts its graduation episode for the series finale, also on NBC. NBC's crushing it in 93. Three months later, Saved by the Bell, the college years debuted as a spinoff series. Also on this day, Electronic... I saw that. Hmm? The college years? I don't think I ever watched that one. Really? No. Oh, it's not good. That's maybe one of the reasons I didn't watch it. It's all Screech and Belden for the most part. Also on this date, electronic game maker Sega of America says it would voluntarily impose a rating system on its games. Hmm. So this was uh, the beginning of that. Yeah, so this this predated the whole actual rating system on video games, or even uh, TV at the time, because that, that, yeah. that came out in the late 90s. That's true. That's something we'll talk about. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Last story from May 22nd. Denny's breaks bias vow on Day of Accord. A restaurant in Maryland refused to serve six blacks on April 1st. The chain settled a discrimination case in California the same date. Jesus, Denny's. So Denny's restaurant chain, which pledged to eliminate discrimination against black customers last month, is in trouble with the government again. A Denny's restaurant in Annapolis, Maryland, denied service to six black secret service agents on the same day it entered into the court settlement on April 1st. Yeah. Holy shit. So a couple things. Quote, pledge to eliminate discrimination against black customers by signing a court agreement in California with the Justice Department last month is in trouble with the government again. Last month. Last month. Last month as in April 1993. Jesus. Hey, let's stop discriminating against black people. Oh, just kidding. Oh my god. And like, also blacks? Again? Like, well, you couldn't just choose like punk teenagers. It had to be secret. Secret service members. Yeah, I mean, at least that probably gave the uh, gave this case some like notoriety or something. That's vicious. All yeah, right, they, they use they just use blacks again as well. This is two. This is strike two from the L.A. Times of just just throwing that out there. They didn't give a fuck. 
Let's yeah. move on. May 23rd, one month after federal agents made an infamous raid on David Koresh's Waco, Texas compound, NBC broadcasts a hastily produced <laughs> TV movie based on the incident, In the Line of Duty, Ambush in Waco. So NBC uh, wasn't crushing everything, I guess. Yeah, I guess not. And I guess this is, like, one of the things I've noticed recently is there's an increase in how long it takes to make, like, an actual movie about, like, some tragic event, like, or some big deal. Like, there's already a Benghazi movie out there. Actually. And miners. Yeah, the Chilean miners. Like these are all things that only happened a couple years ago. Yeah. But I guess this still went back to the 90s. This is a month after this went down. Too and, soon. Oh yeah, this is this was too soon. Also, Tyson's aviary needs a new corner man. <laughs> the former heavyweight boxing champion is looking for someone to tend to his pigeon coop while he's in jail. A uh, whole article about that. Mike Tyson apparently was really into pigeons. He still is. That guy fucking loves pigeons. Oh, well, that's good. I guess everyone needs a, a hobby. Thing. Yeah. Apparently, more than 25 people had already applied for the job so funny hmm. all right may 24th chain reaction as mega bookstores move into their neighborhood independence worry about the future she survived the recession painful increases in rent and the wreckers ball for years penny davies scrambled to keep her bookstore operating in downtown santa barbara but now she may have met her match seemingly overnight a huge wood panel barnes and noble shop was competing with davies earthling books the neighborhood now has two bookstores there's a lot of resentment about this but it's the kind of anger that a neighborhood video store has for a new blockbuster video outfit it seems unfair, but it's a fact of life, says publisher Stephen Scraggs of Carroll Publishing Group. Oh, God, that's a very 90s line. Oh, yeah. So isn't this the exact same plot as uh, You've Got Mail? You've Got Mail. Um, Like Meg Ryan owned a little bookstore. Tom Hanks worked for the mega bookstore that was moving in. Meg Ryan closed down. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, with the exception that I think this uh, Miss Davies in this story is much older than Meg Ryan. Yeah, I think pretty much the same plot just turned into a little bit of a, ro a romantic comedy and throw in some AOL. Also, LOL on the uh, blockbuster line because they got what's coming to them. They did. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on to May 25th. In the Philippines, Rogelio Roxas, a coin collector and treasure hunter, died from apparent poisoning as he prepared to leave for a court appearance in Hawaii. That is nuts. Also, I'm pretty sure with a name like Rogelio Roxas, he might be a superhero and or villain. Yeah. I guess in 1996, a Hawaiian court awarded his uh, corporation $22 billion in damages, um, which is just nuts. Yeah, to be collected from uh, the Marcos estate, <laughs> Marcos being the president of the Philippines, uh, over <laughs> stolen uh, Yamashita treasure, which was left over from World War II. The charges, like the $22 billion amount was later dropped into, uh, I think it was like 13 million, something much, much lower. Yeah, twenty Because it was all speculative as to how much gold there was. Yeah. Very cool story, though. Yeah, good old gold. And moving on to our last day of the week, May 26th, the film Toys was released on home video today. I don't remember this film, probably because it performed very poorly at the box office, oh, yeah. making only $23 million against a budget of $43 million. But it did have a really good cast, including really good cast. Michael Gambon, Jamie Foxx, LL Cool J, Robin Wright, Joan Cusack, and Robin Williams. Uh, the film was publicized with the trailer that featured Williams walking through a large, undulating field of grass, breaking the fourth wall, and talking to the audience. This trailer was parodied on the TV show The Simpsons in the episode Burns Hair, uh, substituting Mr. Burns for Williams. I actually watched the trailer after reading this article. It's yeah. a really funny little... Basically a two-minute stand-up bit from Robin Williams. Oh, cool. Uh, which apparently has basically nothing to do with the movie, mm. uh, since it tanked. Yeah, I wonder why. Um, if you're having trouble picturing the background, I mean, one, you should probably know the Simpsons episode. Um, but two, it's basically the Windows XP background. Huh. One more note for you, just on the week overall. President Clinton says he hasn't gone Hollywood and admits mistakes in handling 
his haircut. He apologized for holding up some airport traffic in Los Angeles for nearly an hour on May 18th while his hair was being cut aboard Air Force One. So this was like prevalent all throughout the week. Every major newspaper was talking about this goddamn haircut uh, because Clinton was a dick and held up airspace. At least he didn't create the TSA. That's true. Yeah, so if we're talking about holding up people's time at the airport, I'll take Clinton getting a haircut anytime. Fair enough. Let's move on to movies and music. At the weekend box office, in the number one spot, Silver. Moving down the list, we've got Hot Shots Part 2, Dave, Dragon the Bruce Lee Story, which is a pretty cool movie, and Posse to round it at the top five. Moving down the list, it's a pretty pretty shallow week. Uh, Indecent Proposals on here. Got Groundhog Day in the Sandlot, which are obviously two classics. But they've been there for a bit at this point. They have. And a a few good men uh, is just on its way out as well. And there are a few good men and a few good men. Let's move on to music, I guess. Also disappointing. Go for it. All right. At number one, we've got That's the Way Love Goes by Janet Jackson. This uh, is a song. It's it's a song, yeah. I I listened to this early into the research, and I actually don't remember it. Second, we've got Freak Me by Silk. This was on last time we did 93. Yep. Uh, Knockin' the Boots by H-Town. I prefer O-Town, personally. And Love Is from Beverly Hills 90210, uh, a Vanessa Williams and Brian McKnight song. Both of them have better songs. That's true. Yeah. And, oh, number five, Nothing But a G-Thang by Dr. Dre, but we did already talk about that last time. Still a good song, though. Yep. I think there's some better stuff uh, on, its, on the way down. Oh, God. Show favorite Informer by Snow at number 10. We've already discussed that, too. And we've got Two Princes by the Spin Doctors. Oh, it was a good day by Ice Cubes on its way up. Now, the Spin Doctors, Two Princes by the Spin Doctors is apparently a very polarizing uh, song. Really? Some, Some things have it in, like, the in their lists of the worst songs of all times and others have it in like greatest 90s songs okay so it's apparently a polarizing song i can get that you know it's not a polarizing song the most important song on here at number 19 it's bad boys you know the theme from cops fuck yeah (laughs) do we just end it there Yes, we do, because the rest is bad. We're done. That's it. Yeah. Uh, another thing we're going to add in, we we might do this from time to time. It's going to be a song of the week. Yeah. Now, this is going to be, we're just going to share a song. Uh, we're going to go week by week. I'm going to do one, then Connor's going to do one. We're just going to switch back and forth. And it's just going to be a song we like, something that may relate to the 90s, may relate to now, just a song that we think is worth mentioning. Yep. Our first one, my pick, is The Impression That I Get by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. I was filling out a little music survey the other day, and a lot of 80s and 90s music clips were on there, and this was probably one of the ones that stood out the most. It's just a really, really cool song. It's some good 90s ska punk, which I think is something that gets overlooked. There was a lot of good music spawned off of 90s ska punk. That's that's what No Doubt started out as. True. And yeah, like the impression that I get is a really good song. It's something that I think about a lot when I think about the 90s. But I don't have it on any of my 90s playlists that I play at work because Spotify has it marked as explicit. Oh, okay. But I listened to it twice. I don't, I I can't find a swear word. The lyrics make, there's no fuck, there's no shit, there's no bitch even. And listening to it two or three times, I couldn't hear a single swear word. So maybe it's just a false marking and maybe it's going to work its way into my playlists. And if you're feeling at all nostalgic, which if you're listening to this podcast, you might be. Probably. Give that song a listen. All right. Moving on to this week on Friends Didn't Exist Yet. Mm-hmm. Simpsons wasn't on. Yeah, I think Simpsons had ended the previous week. Doesn't matter because we'd be talking about this anyway. Oh, Seinfeld. Yeah. 
Season 4, Episodes 23 and 24, The Pilot. This two-part episode aired at an earlier time, 8pm, to make room for the two-hour finale of Cheers, whose time slot would be claimed by Seinfeld at the start of the new fall season. Approximately 32 million people watched this episode, both parts, when it initially aired, and the show became a major ratings grab for its next five seasons. Here's the rundown. Jerry and George get the green light to produce Jerry, the pilot for the series based on their nothing lives. Russell Dalrymple, the president of NBC behind the pilot, is obsessed with Elaine. Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. George is obsessed with a potentially cancerous white spot on his lip and a box of raisins taken by an actor playing Kramer, played by Larry Hankin, who had actually auditioned for the role of Kramer when Seinfeld began production. God, this episode was funny. This is a culmination of a great season. It really is. Yeah, uh, so many things are paying off. George staring at Dalrymple's daughter's cleavage yep. in the earlier episode, getting him obsessed with Elaine when they have Elaine come over and show off her cleavage with the ketchup bottle yeah culminating in dalrymple going crazy quitting nbc yep. and joining greenpeace god that was funny i know like when they're sitting in that meeting giving the pitch and they're like it's about nothing mm. what do you mean it's about nothing what's it about and like this season would have also this probably would have introduced susan yeah yeah who we talked about last week who you know eventually dies she's the worst and oh my god just uh the raisins Kramer. It was all Oh, the gold. Elaine. The, the, do you remember the girl that they get to play Elaine? Oh, yeah. And then Jerry sleeps with her. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Classic But then Jerry. she calls it off as to be like more, more like the actual Elaine. Yeah. Very funny. Uh, overall, this was just a really good episode. And I guess. Two episodes. Yeah. Episodes. And just really solidified Seinfeld as a great show and was going to be one of NBC's powerhouses for the years to come. And even now, people still love talking about Seinfeld. It has penetrated pop culture so well. I would say that this is the point where the series went from great to like superstar yeah this season solidified it and this finale was the icing on the cake yep all right moving on to our 90s spotlight this is an interesting one i think this week on our 90s spotlight we bring you the proliferation of big box stores and the disappearance of expertise so the 90s were the decade where stores obviously were a big one that we're talking about here is walmart but where stores like walmart really grew and became so prevalent they're everywhere yeah big box stores existed they started getting their roots in the 60s and the 70s walmart starting with like the walton families like five and dime or whatever the hell that yeah. was we canadians and, had zellers yeah we also had a little place called woolco that's true I remember that and then even sears was still the, like sears before the, the 90s big box stores existed but they were smaller in a way they were less threatening they weren't superstores and it was it was in the 90s where they exploded and showed up in every city yep. and you see this so much in tv uh and and movies of the time uh home depot as well i remember in the 90s uh my dad did a lot of work with kitchens and stuff mm -hmm. and i know definitely a big stress on that for his own business and the various businesses he worked for was a big box store like home depot moving in and having all of these prefab uh kitchens available for probably a cheaper price yep Mm. And we're kind of we're seeing some backlash against it today. Like when we oh, talked yeah. about You've Got Mail earlier, I read an article not two days ago that talked about how people are keeping independent bookstores alive because they're willing to pay a few dollars more for a book when it comes recommended from someone who knows them and knows their tastes and knows, you know, what they would like. Mm -hmm. Instead of just buying a book based on a synopsis and a handful of reviews on Amazon hoping for the best. Yeah, or some big focus group from a giant corporation. Yeah. 
publication yeah. saying, hey, buy this because it's a bestseller. Why is it a bestseller? Because we tell you it's a bestseller. Yeah. And there's definitely, yeah, backlash against this. And there's a need and a want for expertise. I've yeah. seen a lot of uh, small internet companies starting up, like uh, ones that have a personal assistant to advise you on clothing or food or I guess anything, really. Yeah. Movie choices versus either a big company telling you what you want or search algorithms and, and things like that. But long before all of this came around, it had its roots in the 90s. Uh, it's one of those, like... It's like one of those weird necessary evils. Honestly, I think the Canadian dream, maybe the North American dream, is to be rich enough to not ever have to go to Walmart ever again. I think so. Or yeah. or Target. Same. I mean, Target is Target is a step up, which we don't even have in Canada anymore. It lasted nope. what a year and a half. We didn't deserve it. <sighs> All right, let's let's be done with this. All right, moving on to our sponsor segment. Every week on the show, we make up a fictitious sponsor because we don't have real ones. It may happen. It may never happen. But the way we've been bad mouthing Walmart, maybe <laughs> it may never happen. Does uh, Walmart doesn't sponsor any podcast, anyways? Probably not. We don't not. need you, Walmart. Yeah. Today, our sponsor is Easy Squirt Ketchup Bottles. Oh so yeah. You remember in the 90s, in the early 90s, glass was all you had. And you had to tap on the 57 of the Heinz bottles yeah, to get the ketchup to come out. A little, little knife tap on the bottom yeah, glass. You get a little bit and then too much. There was no in-between. And then they came out with easy squirt ketchup bottles with those flippy lids. And that little weird membrane. Yeah. Like and that, that was a game changer. That always fascinated me. They had that on uh, Powerade bottles too. Yeah, and... good stuff. So gone were the days of struggling to put an appropriate amount of ketchup on your fries. Flip the lid. Magic. That what a cool. what a simple invention. Hey, do you remember the uh, the colored ketchup? I'm gonna be real with you guys. I looked into the colored ketchup because I thought you might bring it up. Colored ketchup, the purple and the green stuff, did not come out until October of 2000. However, for the purposes of this podcast, I would venture to guess that by 1999, Heinz probably had focus groups. And they were probably doing test markets and product testing. I would think that people have consumed purple and green ketchup in the 90s. So I'm going to say it counts. I mean, this you, is know a what I, you know what I'm going to say? The 90s didn't really end until 2001. Don't look into that. That's just my opinion. Fair enough. Uh, so Easy Square Ketchup Bottles, that was an awesome thing. It yeah. really made our lives easier, and we owe it all to the 90s. Thank you, 90s. And thank you, Ketchup. Yeah. For, you know, just coating our fries and stuff. I'm getting the wheel ready. Let's, uh, I don't know, do we have any shoutouts or anything this week? Oh, I was thinking we could call this last segment housekeeping. Okay. Yeah, housekeeping. Yeah. Okay, so for our housekeeping, as always, you can check us out online at stuckinthe90spodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram at stuckinthe90spodcast. We're on Facebook. If you look up Stuck in the 90s, you will find your way to our page. Obviously, we're on iTunes. If you like the show and you like what you hear, drop us a five-star review. That would be cool. We currently have 17 of them in Canada. I don't know how many we have in the States. Is it a different rating system? I think they separate the ratings by country. Because when I was in the States I and I looked us up, it said not enough ratings to show. Really? Yeah. All right. If you're in America, give us a rating. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. We, um, we were both in America last month. It's, yeah, uh, we've it's been there. Place. I went to New York last week. I went to South Carolina recently. That was cool. Yeah. What else is there? Oh, uh, if you have any ideas for us, any new segments, anything you want to hear us talk about, feel free to drop us a line. Otherwise... Hate mail? Oh, no, maybe me, not the hate mail, though. Uh, just don't do it in the iTunes review, I think. That's true. Yeah, Privately. if you're going to send us hate mail, just send... do it on Facebook. Yeah. Send us an email. Uh, I think the only thing left to do is spin the wheel and find out what we're doing next week. Give it a go.
All right, next week we will be doing May 27th through, what, June? June 1st or 2nd, maybe? Yeah, something like that. All right, May 27th through the beginning of June, 1990 And by that I mean 1990. It landed on the 10. You're our lord. All right, well, thanks for hanging out with us for a bit. Yeah, we will see you next week, and I guess the podcast has now come to its conclusion. The end.